Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. You know, this seems, it's October uh, 12th, technically. Seems like a nice day to have a podcast, don't you agree? What a wonderful day, wonderful day, wonderful day to podcast. Yep. Yeah. It's just a, a, that's an increased art version of what I said. I agree. But you really, you really upped the art though. Can you do Oklahoma for me? Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. Okay, I'm done. Phantom of the Opera. No, I don't know. Phantom of the Opera. Oh. Music of the Night? Really? Nothing? No. Actually, right. uh, uh, I'm not a big musical guy, although I do like... Uh, I love Singing in the Rain. Yeah. I love Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy. <laughs> Trying to think of I mean, I'll, I'll watch all of them. I, oh, I you sound know, of music that's a good one. Well, I mean, that, that's that's an extreme classic. I am most likely, assuming it ever comes out in a theater, will watch uh, the Spielberg West Side Story for sure. Well, I'll go see it. Uh, who knows what's coming out in the theaters anymore? I mean, like you said, I'm actually I'm not that big of a musical guy, but I do like the classic ones for the most part. They're fun. Um, I, I, you know, what? I will tell you what. One of the best things I have seen, as far as like the you know performing arts theaters go, um, it is the 25th anniversary edition of Les Mis, which was uh, featuring Alfie Bo as Valjean. That is that he, bruh, like he did is bruh me talking about, I did. about musical theater. You need to hear this man though. Like he is, like his voice. Yo, man. He is so freaking good. He really is. He is like the best. Any musicals, to be honest. Well, I mean, hey, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I like, I like what I like. Yeah, some of them are interesting, like the Romeo and Juliet, the Franco Zeffirelli version. There's like, See, there's like, I don't know if I've seen that. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, really good. Well, on that there's, note, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, you talked about uh, Moulin Rouge, right? Yes. Who was in that? Uh, Ewan McGregor. Speaking of Ewan McGregor, uh, he oh, just made a I statement. He, did that. <laughs> he made a statement the other day uh, where apparently, just so people are aware, if you kind of follow this thing, it's exciting. Um, he's, Ewan McGregor said that the Obi-Wan series is supposed to begin filming in March. Uh, which, awesome. I'm like, that's a few months away. That shows that they're making some nice progress and that we're obviously a step closer to actually getting it and uh we're a little bit closer to maybe finding out some stuff about what's going to happen with it i mean once the filming starts you know some of those reports kind of start coming out a little bit a few weeks after it starts so we'll see what happens but well and, and along the same lines too is the guy who was hired recently to write the obi-wan scripts was just hired by disney to write space mountain the tv series ah. space mountain for disney plus which doesn't okay. mean anything other than they don't hate the scripts he wrote for Obi Wan. <laughs> they don't. Hey, that's a nice endorsement. We don't hate it, right? I can't say they love it, but it's at least possible. Yeah, I mean that's that's better than we hate it. Let's be honest. Right. <laughs> and we'll hire you again. Yeah. All right, that's an endorsement. Um. So we're. Just, well, what we're doing tonight, I didn't even let you guys know. What we're doing tonight, there are a couple of news things like that I'm going to mention real quick. And then the majority of what we're going to be doing tonight is giving some ideas, thoughts, speculation, predictions, whatever you want to call it, about Season 2 of The Mandalorian, because that's coming up here pretty soon. And the reason that we're doing that is because the next episode will be the last one before Season 2 premieres. And most likely, if you believe not only the traditional marketing of Disney Plus shows, but also reports that have been coming out, uh, the next episode, we will have another trailer to be discussing. Um, that's the idea. That's the hope. Of course, we're not confirming that or anything. We don't have sources for that, but it's just what is commonly expected. So we should have another trailer to discuss next time, which may even be coming out later this week. Uh, we'll see, hopefully. Um, and then the weekend, or I'm sorry, the, the episode after that, we will have an actual season two premiere for The Mandalorian to then discuss. Are um, you really so, sure about that? About the trailer? It's a weird year, man. Can we really say anything's going to happen? I mean, that you're, you're right. You know, we don't know for certain, but that's the, the expectation at this point. 
can they close down all streaming services because of COVID? I mean, they, they closed the movie theaters, at least a lot of them down again. So, I uh, saw I saw that Regal Cinema yep. just closed down nationally. AMC still open, Cinemark still open, local ones are still open. And and speaking of which, uh, I may knock on wood be moving again. Uh-huh. And there just so happens to be a drive-in like a mile away from this place I may oh. be moving to. Yes. Nice. Yes. So the good stuff's still around. So just get some binoculars and a little like sound amplification device, and you're good. I, I think this weekend they had uh, Beetlejuice plus Adam's Family, and not uh, the Tim Burton. Was it Tim Burton Adam's Family? It maybe not. You know, it felt like it. it. I mean, it feels like it would be, but I, I don't know if it was. It, it, was it has now. to be. But it had, I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> The one with Christina Ricci, for sure. All right. Uh, it is Barry Sonnenfeld. Oh, there you go. So I knew something was off, but it does, it does feel like if somebody said, oh, yeah, Tim Burton's Adam's Family, I wouldn't be mad that they said it. Right. I feel like, oh, no. Like I said, it feels like it would have been him. I mean, I mean, him or you could, you could, well, no, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. I take it back. But, you know, it does feel like a Tim Burton, for sure. Yeah. Just in style. It's maybe a little bit different humor to it than Tim Burton, but I mean. Been so long at this point. Actually, I just saw it a couple months ago on TV. How was it? It, it, was, it was fine. Like, like, I don't know. It feels like half of it's either going to be a hit or miss for people where like either half of it you find humorous and enjoyable and the other half weird or all humorous and enjoyable or all weird. I don't know. It just feels like it's, it's going to be a real hit or miss with audiences. I love how I say that. Like it's a new movie, but you know what I mean? So you know how I told you there was like a local like cinema to me that plays old classic movies because they yeah. have nothing else to play. Right. So, uh, it's where I saw where's the lost Ark and, uh, um, and, uh, uh, I saw Bill and Ted's there, but, but they, they play, you know, I saw how the West was won there. Yeah. Since I've been here, though, they've had one movie stay there for months. Like this whole time? Yeah, like, like Raiders of the Lost Ark has come and gone. Right. Temple of Doom has come and gone. Last Crusade, Jaws, um, you name it. These, all these movies have come and gone, right? Empire, but, right? No, the Empire's never shown there. Oh, okay. Jurassic Park, the original, is, is still playing. Nice! Hey! I know, and they just got this week. They they're showing Jurassic Park three, and I was like, "Well, I've never seen that in the theater, so maybe I need to." <laughs> you know, I get so excited. There's that video of Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum at the piano together, and there are pictures of the three of them together. Like, you know, this is gonna seem like a hit at Star Wars, and it's not intended to be. But you know, when they announced the sequel trilogy, obviously everybody. Yeah. Did, the next question was, "Are we gonna get the big three back together again?" And then they announced the cast of the big three coming back with Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, and Carrie Fisher. And so everybody was obviously stoked about that. And like, yes, finally. And any picture we got of the three of them together since they were announced to be in the cast was super endearing and nice, and we loved it. And then, of course, we never got that in the actual movie. And I'm not – I get it. I understand. I'm not taking a dash at the movies for for doing that. But – it's a little bit different, but I hope that we get the chance to get with Jurassic Park what we didn't get with Star uh, Star Wars, which is Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum together reunited on screen. Because well, did you see the poster? We need that. Uh, which which poster? I guess they've. Uh, I guess they uh, the poster announcing it was now coming out in like twenty fifty eight or something. <laughs> I, I saw. Mean, I think I saw, they moved it a year. I saw one of a like a Velociraptor overlooking a city or like a town or something like no, that. No, it it was basically a poster that announced the date change and it has the list of cast right, uh-huh. and it's across the top and it's in alphabetical order because it's just too long, right? And Chris Pratt is literally like towards the end because <laughs> it's alphabetical order, right? But it's awesome, you know. And and we've talked about it before. And I, and sometimes you wonder should the sequel trilogy have waited until the ninth episode to bring in, you know, the cast, the mm-hmm. the original, like let the first two really shine, right? Uh, and not rely on, you know, the old the older characters. But you know, it, it 
it is what it is. You know, we've certainly got uh, we the movies are here. They are what they are. Yeah. We got what we got. It is what it is. I call these little yeah. stupid sayings, but <laughs> and but but enjoy it for what it is. And for me, it's just gonna be so much healthier to stop focusing on what you wish you had gotten and instead That's enjoy what you have. Happen. I know, I know, but. But it is healthier, though. Oh, sure. I mean, and that's what we got to go for right now. We need to go you know, for healthy. <laughs> of course, it cuts out when I say what's super healthy. I, I'm like, I didn't hear anything. Like, I, I just I finished my statement and then I heard nothing. I wouldn't either. I'm. St- what what is healthy is Mandalorian. Because that's actually what we're getting soon. Nice segue. Um, and one thing that we're going to do before we get to our, again, like predictions or whatever for the season, uh, this is one thing that we'll call it a, a uh, we'll give it a spoiler tag, I guess. Um, but it's kind of more of a leak confirmation more than anything else. Uh, the Twitter, yeah, yeah the Twitter account for Disney Plus in uh, the, the, the Germany, the German Disney Plus account, <laughs> sorry, um, tweeted something that about The Mandalorian Season 2, and it showed some of the cast that will be included. And that cast list included Timothy Oliphant. Is that right? Which one? The, the Timothy man. Oliphant? Sure. I'm telling you, the way it's spelled and the way you say it seem different. Well, it's like elephant, but elephant. But there's an M in there. An M? Yeah. Okay, hold on. I thought. Let me, hold on. Now I'm going to have to Google it, because maybe they spelled it wrong. Oh, they did. They did spell it wrong. It is elephant. Well, that's a whole lot easier to say. Yeah, elephant. Wow. Or elephant. It's, it's more like an elephant. Oliphant, yeah. That's a whole idea. The, the way that I saw it on this uh, report, they put an M in there, so screw that. Well, then, then the, that report's immediately uh, uh, suspect. I would agree, except it does have a, a video capture of the Disney Plus German oh. right. thing. So, yeah. Which, let me play it. I'm going to play it so I can see how they spell it. Uh okay, well it's taking forever. Anyway, the point is the other one. Um, it also has Rosario Dawson included in the cast. So this is again from the actual Disney Plus of Germany uh, account. So it is official. Um, don't think it's too surprising to anybody, but we do have that officially in there. So all right, I think we're pretty much caught up as far as the things that we wanted to discuss for now. Somewhat news related. Um, if you didn't see, there are uh, also the character posters for season two of The Mandalorian. They look pretty nice. Um, you can see the signet pretty nice on Mando in the picture, but anyway, I think now we're going to get to, again, we want to discuss some of what we want to see in season two, what we expect to see or predictions or whatever else. We're going to get them in now because again, we'll hopefully have a trailer that will give us more insight here pretty soon. And then the season starts. So there's not a lot of time. So I just to 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 get these things out. So I want to take an episode and just get it out there for what we want to happen. We did pretty well with this with the Rise of Skywalker, and the reason I say that is because we got some nice ideas going, especially with this whole Skywalker versus Palpatine, Ghost and Flesh together, all that kind of stuff. It didn't happen that way, uh, quite that way. It was kind of the same idea, I guess, but um, that was a nice idea, and we talked about how much we liked that. So we're gonna do that for season two here. Well, and... here's a quick thing that'll lead into that too. Is that um, didn't they have the the list of who wrote which episodes come out? Uh, yes, they they did. And the only thing that I really remember the takeaways from that: uh, John Favreau wrote and directed for uh, the I think episode one, I think. Um, and then we also have that Dave Filoni is episode five. And that is assumed to be the Ahsoka episode because Dave Filoni is writing and I also think directing that episode. So, right, he didn't write any of the other ones. He did not write any of the other ones, right? Correct, yeah. It was just yeah, episode so, five. Yeah, so that's probably that's probably the Rebels episode. And that makes sense because let's say it's an eight-episode uh, series or a season like the last one was. 
the first four is you know setting up the premise the you know the characters him exploring he's not going to go to ahsoka first you know so he gets to establish what's going on a couple places but episode five is a nice spot where you get to introduce her and have some impact for the rest of the season without having it expire or have the effect go out by the end of the season. Like you can still carry some of the Ahsoka hype to season three if you do it in episode five. And is this eight episodes again? I believe so. It's about the same uh, runtime. Yeah. Right. Well, well, no, no, no. I think somebody told me the other day that supposedly they're going to be somewhat longer episodes the same amount of episodes but somewhat longer i don't know if that's true because i was just like a friend was talking to me about that he said he heard that um but i hope so i mean yeah (laughs) all right so speculation huh yeah and, and and we can if we want we can take this as informed speculation based off of what we know such as you know ahsoka or the tamura morrison agency cast list i mean we can make it informed speculation if we'd like, or just, you know, make it as wild as you want about, um, Ahsoka's riding an ad at like a horse. I mean, whatever you want to do. Okay. I like that (laughs) type better. (laughs) So I'll I'll let you start then go. Oh, uh oh, okay. Well then, uh, okay. I will go with a safe and easy prediction, which is that we will get Ahsoka in episode five and that it will be Mandalorian trying to find her to hand off the child because the child is too dangerous to be staying with him through this whole time and he doesn't know what to do. So he he wants to find a Jedi who can uh, take it under her care and he tracks down Ahsoka through Sabine and maybe even Bo-Katan and gives the child to Ahsoka. That starts in episode five. Well, here's here's a good question too, though. So we meet Ahsoka. Speculation in episode five mm-hmm. is that the last episode she's in this season? That's a fair question because I mean, it definitely seems like the introduction because you're not going to have anybody other than Dave Filoni do her introduction. Sure. Um, having said that, uh, I don't know. I mean, we have rumors of her having an action scene, right, where she just completely wipes the floor easily. That can only you can easily do that in 30 seconds and have a 30 second action scene seem like a long time and give a lot of uh, satisfaction to fans. So you can fit a lot of Ahsoka hype into one episode, but that episode would almost exclusively be Ahsoka based instead of her being a part of the Mandalorian story. So it depends on how they want to do it. Do they want to have an Ahsoka episode? Or do they want to have her be a part of it? Because if she's only a part of this episode, I would hope she would continue into either episode six or seven, or at least give some sort of cliffhanger with the premise or the promise rather of her being in season three. I don't think she should have just like a, a somewhat slight cameo in episode five and then be done. Right. I mean, you know, because uh, we also have the speculation. Does, does he give off the child to her? Right. I, I, I you know, that's the point, really, you know? I mean, it, it's weird, because on the... Well, <laughs> I started to say it's weird, because the, the child is such a huge draw and marketing tool for right. Mandalorian. You'd hate to see them give that up. But at the same time, if you give the child to Ahsoka, with uh, maybe the the idea of that being a spinoff, maybe Ahsoka and the child having their own show, I mean, you don't get a whole lot more hype than that. Well, especially if it like like we've talked about, especially depending on which way the show goes, um, you know, if the if the Mandalorian show goes more towards Mandalore and that sort of society and right. trying to take back the planet, then Baby Yoda or whatever the child is is not the focal point of the story, right? Um, I, I mean, the question is, do we get anything? You know, we're talking speculation. Do we get anything resolved about him? and why the Empire wants him in the first few episodes. Yeah, and, and this kind of actually uh, lends itself well to something I, I would hope that you can discuss, because you kind of went over this before. But uh, this show is about the Mandalorian. It's not about the child, right? And season one's premise was introducing us to the Mandalorian and his world through the storyline of the child being the bounty, but not the main character. So if we want to expand this show to potentially four seasons, as uh, Giancarlo Esposito said recently, um, 
then we're going to need to expand beyond the scope of the child. Well, and in the child, the child really is minimal as far as the story goes, because yeah. the vast majority of what you're getting in the show is you're getting a whole different sect of Mandalorians that don't take off their masks that are almost you right. know, very much like religious fundamentalists. Mm-hmm. You now seen that. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Juan Carlos Esposito's. Uh, he's got the dark saber. Right, right. Which is a big deal with uh, with Mandalore, Mandalore, and potentially Sabine maybe coming back in season right. two. That's another thing. And then, and then, uh, um, what's her name? And oh, Bo-Katan. Boy. Thank you, Bo-Katan. So, so the focus, you know, and we also got his backstory with uh, with the oh man, who's the who's the <laughs> Mandalorians that saved him? Death Watch. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so you, you really do have a great deal of, of backstory being filled in. It and, almost and feels you, like the next step should be to go to the homeworld. And let's talk about Clan Vizsla with Death Watch. You have John Favreau to do right. that at any given point. So you can totally take it that direction. The, the potential for them to make The Mandalorian, the show called The Mandalorian, about Mandalore and... Mandalorians, it's all there, and this is there's a perfect segue for them to transition from what they where they are now to that to, to even going to. Can you imagine if we got Mandalore live action, like the actual location from oh, yeah. Clone Wars live action? How great would that? I mean, look in season seven, that scene with Ahsoka and Maul in the like the the throne room or whatever you want to call it, and like the glass breaking. I mean, that looked so fantastic. Can you imagine a live action Mandalore? I mean, I think I think long term that has to be where we're going with this. Now, maybe now, I don't expect us to get there season two. Um, I could I could see a path where season one was what it is, you know, introduction, the child, all that. Season two is a bit of a transition where we get the child, we introduce Ahsoka, Sabine, Bo-Katan, all that, and we start to trend more toward a Mandalorian route. Season three is about the return to Mandalore as a location, and maybe um, Din Jarek uh, discovering. Another element to Mandalorian. That's his name, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. I hope so. Uh, discovering another element to what it means to be a Mandalorian by being there. And uh, season four is some sort of like climactic battle with Clan Vizsla or something. I don't know. But but you can keep building season to season like that. And that's an easy four seasons right there. Yeah. It, it, and really with all this stuff, you, you know, it, depending on where they go, if we do run into like Boba Fett this year, uh, yeah, then then obviously one of the spinoff series could be the bounty hunter Boba Fett type of thing that this yeah. show briefly briefly sort of flirted with, but is now clearly something else. And you know, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Let's let's say Boba Fett's episode is episode three, and the re well, yeah, let, let's go with that. Why not? And the reason I say that is because um, now, and we know because the casting agency for Tamora Morrison listed Boba Fett for the Mandalorian 2020 under his acting credits before they took it back down. So that seems to be pretty nice confirmation since, again, it was his actual agency that represents him who put that up on the website for his uh, profile. So um, taking that into account that he's going to be in it as Boba Fett, um, let's say that the Mandalorian goes t- to try, but before he can actually get the child to Ahsoka, which we're working with the frame of that being episode five, um, part of his mission for, to, to try to hand off the child or get information or something, he, he comes across Boba Fett and he needs to, he, they have some sort of trade. It's like there's an episode we know from the trailer. It looks like Mando at one point has Boba Fett's jetpack and helmet, right? Uh, based off that frame from the trailer, that's what it looks like. So he has to go and get his armor back from Cobb Vanth, who has it, Timothy Oliphant, and gets his armor back from him, delivers it back to Boba Fett, and in return, Boba Fett gives information to Mando. To it's like a video to- game. Well, it does, but it also sounds like a story. Oh, I know. I know. I'm just playing. It sounds like a, it sounds like a, a task you do in Legend of Zelda. <laughs> but but I would, can you return my armor? If you do, <laughs> then I'll tell you the story of you know. Say like, okay, cool, yeah, I'll go do it. But yeah, no, I get that. 
Um, but, but the reason I'm going with episode three for that too is because I don't think I could be wrong, but obviously, uh, but I don't think that they would necessarily go from episode four being Boba Fett to five being Ahsoka. That seems like back to back reveals. You should spread them out a bit more than that. But I also wouldn't do it in the premiere. So then you think they wrap it up? They you think they wrap up uh, the the Juan Carlos Esposito storyline, or at least put it on hold after the first two episodes? I think they will address it in the beginning, but I think his storyline would be more of a conclusion. I think his storyline would be more episodes seven and eight. Yeah. Because, yeah. because it, once it, we're talking about the Darksaber and we have the reintroduction of Sabine and Bo-Katan at that point. Especially if we're going to Mandalore. Right. I'm like, that starts to form the framework for you to end up at Mandalore for season three. Might be right. So, I mean, they're freaking cool. <laughs> But see, now, here's the other thing. We, we also heard, uh, at least early on, it was reported that, um, what was it? Uh, uh, oh, see, we, see we, here's the other ones we're forgetting about. Yeah. Michael Bean, isn't he in it? That, yeah, I think that was reported a while ago, wasn't it? Right. But okay. well, well, here's the thing, though. Here's the other thing. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Gina, uh, uh, what's her Gina name? Carano? Yes, thank you. I'm drawing a blank. Um, she had said, if uh, I don't remember when, but at some point, that some of the rumors and reports about the cast were true, and some of them weren't. So we could have like a, a I am holy crap! I'm drawing a blank again. What is his name? Doctor, the doctor from Doctor Who, who is Matt, 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 Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Okay, we could have another Matt Smith situation. <laughs> I'm so tired today. We could have a Matt Smith situation to where Michael Bean is actually not in. Mandalorian, but it was reported, and maybe that's what she was referring to, but she said some of them weren't true. I mean, we, we have Rosario Dawson, Tamara Morrison, and Timothy Oliphant all confirmed through various methods. And those are the main three reports that we have. Do we have Ming-Na so, Wen confirmed coming back? Nah, I don't believe that's been confirmed anywhere. I mean, she, she was... I mean, I know people in Star Wars don't tend to stay dead, but she was fairly dead. I don't know. I mean, it, it, but but also, as much as she's as much as she may have seemed fairly dead, I'd hope Star Wars <laughs> learned their lesson by casting cool uh, people and killing them off fairly quickly. Yeah, they do that a lot, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it, and and the other sad thing is they tend to do it. You know, I'm not I'm not one of those people who's constantly complaining about certain issues, but you know, you have Gwendolyn Christie, they kill her off, her right. character's pointless. You've got uh um oh man, what's her name from um Solo, uh Tanny Newton. They yep. kill her off pretty quickly on. Uh and then yeah. you've got you've got possibly Ming Na Wen and it's like, okay, why are you hiring these name actors to play these roles and yeah. you're just killing them off? You know, give them to give them to average people, you know. Who aren't yeah. a name and and save save the the big roles the important roles for the name actors. And this seems like a great opportunity for me to once again champion the two Disney Plus shows I want, which is Enfist Nest and um, Naomi Aki from Rise of Skywalker. Get her and Lando having a show together. Like, please make both of those happen. I want that. Thank you. Really? Yes. Seriously? Yes. <sighs> <laughs> I really, really, I can't remember her name, but like the character. I, if, I would, Jenna. I would absolutely enjoy seeing a Lando and Naomi Aki, Aki uh, uh, series. You know, even if it somehow involved flashbacks with Donald Glover or something like that. Yeah. However, I could give a rat's behind about <laughs> Infus Nest. I no, no. Granted, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plant my, plant my flag that it's just. A horrible character. Well, here's the thing. I will grant you this. Approximately 50... Well, no. I'll say 45. Approximately 45% of the reason that I want an Emphasis show is because I freaking love her theme from John Powell. Um, but that good. But that's only 45%. The other 55% is I think... Look, she doesn't have to have her own show. You can have her be in the Cassian one. That's okay. But I no, think, I think Well, okay. That's fine. Oh, I think there's a lot of potential to... like, Like, you have... A character that seems pretty rich as far as ways you can explore that character. Um, but see, but, here's the thing. Here, okay, should I be nice and let you finish, or should I jump in? Feel free. 
Okay, so look, Bad Batch. On the yeah. face of it, it's a horrible idea. Does anybody really give a crap about these characters? However, yes. the possibility is that the people that they interact with in the time frame that they interact with, it might make it a really interesting show. So uh, well, I'm, I'm no. one. They they do care though, and the reason I say that is because I recently uh, show over the past few months I showed my parents Clone Wars because they'd never seen it. So I go to their house every like once a week or so, and we'd watch Clone Wars. And they watch they've ended they've seen the whole series. We started in like uh, I don't know like March or something like that, and we finished a few weeks ago. Now in my mind they don't know this. In my mind I'm like you need to see this because they watch and they love the Mandalorian. And I'm like, and I know that they would love Clone Wars, but, I'm like, but we need to do it now because you need to know what's the crap is happening when Ahsoka right, shows right. up, right? So right. we ended up watching it, and they loved it. They absolutely loved this. They saw season one, and they're like, yeah, this is actually really good. And I'm like, okay, well, if you think it's good now, then like we're good. We're good to go. And yeah, they, they absolutely love the series and are like big fans of it. So um, once in season seven, once they finished with the Bad Batch arc, uh, I told them, I'm like, by the way, they're going to be the next uh, series. They're going to do a Bad Batch Chase, blah, blah, blah. And both of my parents were like, "That I am so happy to hear that. I love these guys. Like, they're fantastic characters. I can see, I, I would love a show but that would be focused are, around them. my age. But it doesn't matter. They're still fans. Well, They'll watch it. Yeah, but we can all see the beauty behind a Dirty Dozen type of show or an 80s, you know, a 1980s kind of a uh, uh, put a team together and, and do a show i get that but what i'm saying is on paper though for the average person it's not the greatest idea well now, but, but now, in context of star wars maybe not but hey, in as a show though they're each unique and they have their own this uh, is not a bad I, I would agree discussion it's just a point it's just a it's, <laughs> it's just a reference to an end okay the point I, is the infus nest is a perfectly fine acceptable character for now, if she's in a larger show talking about that time frame, you know, everybody wants the Solo 2 show or the Solo 2 movie. But if you put, you know, the Crimson Dawn show with Enfys Nest in it and Boba Fett and Han Solo and Chewbacca and, and right. you know, if you have that be the basis for it and you get these little stories that can focus on these different characters, I think that's where she shines. I don't think there's enough right now to go, let me just give give Ness her own show. Well, like, what I, don't about think, I don't think we should. I don't. I don't think we should have a Cassian show. Right, but I'm saying the fact that they're doing it, like the, the same storyline that they're going to take to use for Cassian, they can use a similar type of approach with an But but I think it's ridiculous to do a Cassian or, or show. have them be the same. Like so, they can have them be the same show. Look, if they did an Ness show, I would watch it. But it's certainly <laughs> not my first choice. Now the other rumor that popped up recently, and I know we're supposed to be talking about speculation <laughs> for no, yeah, right. But but one of the more respected people said there's a Darth Bane show in the work. Wait, I did not hear this. What? Oh, Who said well, that? you must Who have said missed that? it. Who uh, said Dan that? Daniel RPK, Daniel Richmond, or something like that. Okay, my my okay my I I would say now I'm not super familiar, but, but with him, but I would say he's like a seventy-five to eighty percent. Yes. Accuracy, is that right? Yeah. Okay. And so he said there's a Darth Bane Disney Plus series in the works? Yes. All right, so immediate thoughts on that, because, again, I, I did not hear this. First thoughts are I could see that working in that it would satisfy the desire for ancient Sith lore. Um. At the same time, it seems uh, it seems a little bit wild. And now, granted, they're planning this for eight years from now or something like that. Maybe a little different. Um, but it seems like they're going for somewhat safer things at the moment. And I, I don't know if that's going to be safe. Well, that's not bad to go safe. Well, no, I mean, and if they do, again, I, I, I would be, like you said, any, I mean, let's be honest, any Star Wars show on Disney+, Plus, we're going to watch it, you know, but... Um, I just uh, here's another way to look at it. You can also be really excited because if they're willing to do this, this this type of story and show, then it really kind of seems like basically everything's on the table, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, we can't keep having shows set right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's why that's why as cool as cool as it is, you know. 
I mean, it, it, it sounds like the rate that we're going, we may or may not be getting the, the Lando slash solo show. Um, we're getting potentially the Ahsoka spinoff. We're getting, you know, Mandalorian continuing the Obi-Wan show, which is only going to be one one season. So it doesn't really affect anything, but they need to start going different places. And so here, here's another thing. I just realized, and this is a little out, out of context, but I just realized that Mandalorian season two is going to premiere on October 30th, right? Which is exactly eight years after the announcement of Disney buying Lucasfilm. The which, what is it? October 30th. Oh. Interesting. That's kind of cool. And you know what else is interesting? I wonder what's going to happen this year because apparently October 30th slash 31st is a good day for me because they keep announcing the return of some of my favorite things on the, on those days. I'm, I'm noticing, like I'm thinking back now and like every time that we get to that date, there's some sort of announcement that something's coming back. So like, what am I getting this year? That's exciting. I guess, <laughs> I guess maybe you could, you could technically say the return of Ahsoka. I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Um, so what we have so far episode uh, based off of our, our collective brain power here, which isn't much. Um, we have episode three for Boba potentially episode five, Ahsoka with the child handing off and then seven and eight, or, seven and eight or six, seven right. and eight would have to be like Sabine, uh, Boba Khan and uh, Mob, Dark, Dark, Dark Saber Esposito. Yes. Right. Right. And that, so, that would be like the ending. So what kind of premiere do we get in a couple weeks? We get how he gets out of this. Out of what? We get how he gets out of this jam. Uh, or no, he's out of the jam. Hmm. Then maybe, then maybe Dark Saber Esposito isn't even until later on in the se- in the season. I mean, that happens fairly often with shows. You know, they they leave you on a cliffhanger at the end of a season, and then when the next season starts, they pretend like it never happened until they get a bit into it. Yeah, I, th- I think we start off with with him. Uh, um... Oh God, I don't know. Does he? Does... Hmm. I mean, we could just be like a random day in the life of the Mando without having to catch up too much. I could see maybe because um, in the one episode three, maybe episode three, um, when the rest of the Mandalorians come to help him escape with the child from the Bounty Hunters Guild, right? Um, when they all show up with their jetpacks and all that kind of stuff, at one point he says, this means we're going to need to relocate the whatever he, I forget what he called it, but we need to relocate our base. And they're like, yeah, this is the way and all that kind of stuff. Maybe they could start with that. Maybe there's some sort of relocation of their base and he is talking to um, the armorer and that's where we get the line from the trailer about her saying you need to reunite him with his kind and uh, yeah, that, that kind of gives us the premise if the, if the premise of, of the season is him searching um, for the child or somebody to give the child away to yeah. so to speak then that has <laughs> to happen that has to happen the first episode yeah because if, if you bring that up in episode 2 then 1 seems kind of like a filler Right, if you bring it up in episode five, it's like, well, okay, you know, because clearly we know he's like, he's on he's on a water planet, he's on a nice planet, he goes back to Tatooine, he's he's on a planet with a giant crevasse where uh, he's he's uh, being chased by scout troopers, so yeah, you know, clearly he's jumping from planet to planet, mm-hmm. looking for uh, for whatever he's got leads, you know, he's going from place to place. So, yeah, you kind of have to set it up in episode one, you know. Episode one yeah. has to be what? The the call is what they call it. You know, the, 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 the this is where the quest begins. Right. Well, we're, and let's, let's look back at season one. You know, it begins with him and just kind of doing his thing with the, you know, introducing Grief Karga and all that kind of stuff. But then you have the end of the first episode where he gets the child and he also um, shoots IG... 11 right um yes and you you get the idea at the end of the first episode that it's going to be about him against everyone else with the child and that's what the season was so you only have eight episodes and we already know that a certain number of them are going to be pretty hype because of what's going on in them so you you don't have a lot of time to dilly dally with the story here you got to start season two episode one with 
that premise, that conversation from the trailer. I mean, plus, let's be honest, they're not going to give away too much plot in the trailer that isn't in the first couple episodes. So I, I think episode one, we're going to get that conversation where the armor is like, hey, you know what? Reunite him with uh, his kind. And that sets off the, the plot point of the season. Episode one ends with everybody going, okay, like I know what to expect. Lots of adventures here. Let's go. And then it's episode by episode of him trying different things, different routes of information he follows up on to reunite with somebody. And in the process of his adventures comes across Boba Fett or Sabine or Ahsoka or Bo-Katan, and all these people. That's pretty good. So, all right. So that's a that's a generic prediction structure for the season. But we don't have a lot of Ahsoka writing ad-ats yet, so I kind of want you to take some of those moments. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> I feel like you're stretching, kind of cracking your knuckles. You're getting ready to go. No, no, I really don't. I haven't really thought about it all that much, to be honest. There's, there's a lot going on in my <laughs> it's life right now. Uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm just like, okay, feed me. Hey, you know, I don't have time to think about what meal I'm going to be given. I'm just, you know. Yeah. I just can't wait till something comes out. I'm, uh, obviously, for me, I, I, I think one of the craziest things that's going to happen, and, and this is where, yeah, you know, this this is there's a reason that they're on a boat, okay? right? Right. Which is what? Because if you think it was for uh, uh, transportation, they'd probably just fly wherever they're going, right? Correct. So why are they on a boat? Fishing. For. Fish. No. <laughs> there, I, I'm going to predict that there is a giant sea monster. Okay, like a Zillow beast underwater. Sure, something something big for a for a five ten minute uh, uh, action sequence. Be really okay. easy to create. Uh, it's exciting. It's something different we haven't seen before, and they like to expand. You know, the just going over a giant going over a giant water planet uh, when it could, like I said, they could have flown. It just doesn't seem pointless. It seems pointless. Okay, so why is Mando like like why is he a part of that monster hunt? I don't know. Well, the other thing that could be is perhaps they're on Camino. It's possible. I mean, and they're they're taking a boat to the old uh, cloning factories. You know, this is a bit of a stretch, but why not? We're throwing it all out there. There was a theory after season one, and especially after the rise of Skywalker, that the ch- the reason the Empire is interested in the child is because of the cloning capabilities for the Emperor with a Force sensitive being, right? And we, from what we know so far, it seems like all of the species of Yoda and Yaddle uh, seem to be extremely Force sensitive, with like a high concentration of midichlorian counts or whatever. So we have the potential that Palpatine wants to get baby Yoda slash the Empire wants him so that they can work on experiments with cloning to keep Palpatine alive. Maybe you can go that route. This is a bit of a stretch, but maybe that's why he has to go to Kamino because of the cloning aspect to that plot point. Although I really think this is a big stretch. It's not going to happen because why would you want to go there? When you're trying to give the child over to like a Jedi or someone like that, you don't need to investigate the Empire too much. But I, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> don't you love how I throw out a theory and then immediately dismiss my own theory? I do. You're, you're so, you're so, I don't know what the word is. Professional. Uh, Thought out, professional. polished, polished and uh, efficient. Yeah, that's me. So okay, well, monster. Oh my! I think a lot of people thought it was uh, Moncal too, right? I mean, we have a lot of Corrin there on the boat. Yeah, but we haven't seen sea monsters. Are we gonna get one of them shark people? As King in... Leechar. Oh right! I didn't even think about that. Or well, he was, that he was a separatist. Well. I don't. Uh, I uh, yeah yeah. I don't think that would translate well. <laughs> that that would look like Sharknado gone wrong, which is saying a lot. So, yeah. No. I vote against that. 
Okay, sure. So, let's do this. Let's do this. What character is going to return epically in season two that has not already been leaked, reported, announced, whatever? Because like at this point, we have potentially Sabine, Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, Boba Fett, Cobb Vanth. Who else is going to be in this? I didn't really want to discuss it. <laughs> but I had I had somebody who worked on the show that talked to me about what happens in episode eight. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll edit this part out. Not a single person will hear it. You're just talking to me here. Tell me everything. <laughs> okay, good. So, so there, is, there is a part in, in, at the end of episode eight. Uh-huh. Episode eight. Oh, oh, yeah. Do I, do I know where this is going? I don't know. So, so, so the scout bikers, right? Okay. They're they're the ones that are chasing a uh, um. They're chasing Mando, right? And he's uh huh. He's running from them. And they've got the guns. Right. They're shooting at him and all that, and they're afraid. And and, and then they get to the edge of this big crevasse. Right, which you know how you see the the trailer, right? But what the child does is he uses the force to lift them over the crevasse. Okay. Okay. And so, because they have to get to a meeting point, right? Okay. Because they found out that that a certain someone is coming to them in a spaceship, and that person. Hold on, I'm not there yet. So, so <laughs> as as they're as they're flying, you know, this really good music kicks in, uh, uh-huh. and they and they pass over the, the the twin moons. Okay, and so then they land uh, with their with their bikes. Uh-huh. I meant speeder bikes, and, right? Of course. And then the the spaceship lands, and the and the gang. Wait, what what, what, what type of what type of spaceship are we talking about? It looks it looks like a Christmas ornament. <laughs> Okay. And because cause the child has to go home. Okay. <laughs> and at the top and at the top of the uh gangplank uh-huh. uh is Yaddle. Okay. Cuz we haven't seen her in a while. True. So she what had happened? heard that she had heard that the child was trying to go home and the child doesn't want to leave though and 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 the child and, and the child says to to Jin to come, and then Jin says stay, and then they start crying, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, there's this little light at the end of the child's finger, hmm. and he pushed he puts to the the little insignia, you know uh-huh. their their clan insignia, and he says, "I'll be right here," you know, and he turns around. He turns around and he gets in a gangplank with Yaddle, and then this this John Williams type music swells up while while Jim cries, but you can't see him crying because he has his mask on. Um, but you can hear him sobbing in it, and it's like gushing down at the bottom like it's rain. And then he gets in the thing, he flies away. And is the track called Speeder Bike Chase? No, it's called um, uh, I think it's what is it. E.T.'s Adventure Home. I meant, um, <laughs> sorry, it's it's the child's adventure. And God, either way, I can't say where it is. And this episode of The Mandalorian was produced by Steven Spielberg, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I have a different theory. <laughs> I I don't know who your source is for that. Um, seems pretty credible. I mean. I think that that's the type of storyline that someone like George Lucas could come up with. Go for it. Cause, cause don't forget George Lucas is the mastermind behind this season, not John Favreau. Say again. <laughs> so, cause don't forget that George Lucas is the mastermind behind season two, not John Favreau. Right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Jo- oh man. I forgot all that. Yeah. I mean, that actually is a prediction you've been making for a while, was that George Lucas would be either directing an episode or at least like heavily involved with one episode, right? Pretty sure you said that before. 
All right. Um, so what I'm going to go with, my prediction here is that the epic return of a character that we have not yet predicted for season two of The Mandalorian is once the child is reunited with Ahsoka, we will realize that this is not the first Force-sensitive person who has found their way to Ahsoka. Ahsoka will already have somebody she is training. And that person, by the clothing and by the hat, and by the prop of a broom, that person will be recognized as an older broom boy. Wait, that's wrong. I'm shutting a off younger broom, broom boy. boy. <laughs> a younger broom boy. <laughs> it is Broom Baby, who is being mentored by Ahsoka. And the reason that we see Broom Boy in Episode 8 is because Broom Baby was stolen from Ahsoka's trainings. And ended up in servitude, and became broom boy. But that's how we can use the force, like he does. Tell me, I I'm like wrong. It. I like mine better. <laughs> hey, yours at least sounds like a major Hollywood production, at the bare minimum. Yeah. And then Neil Diamond's gonna create a song. Oh, that's that's unexpected. No, it's not. Not really. Turn on your hot light. Let it shine wherever you go. You know, you're not familiar with that song. Uh, well, I am, but are we gonna get a Sweet Caroline? No, no. Uh, all, all everything else aside, what the hell was Neil Diamond thinking writing a song to ET? <laughs> I mean, uh, it, why not? I guess. I suppose. I mean, it does seem random, but yeah, it wasn't even in the movie. It was just like I really like that ET. And I don't even, my Neil Diamond impression, I don't even understand it. But uh, I'm going to write a song uh, for the movie, and it doesn't, it's not going to be in the movie. It's just going to be on an album, and I'm not going to reference E.T. at all. (laughs) I'm going to talk about Heartlight and In the Middle of a Young Boy's Dream and Fly Me Across the Moon. Well, I so I saw a commercial. No, no, no. I was watching uh, uh, Last Crusade on TV the other day. And it was on CMT, which I yeah, it was a country television. That's what it is. Okay, and they were showing ads for the CMT Music Awards, right? Which is like basically country music awards, right? Right. Okay. So, what I don't understand is the song that they were playing in the background to all of that promo for the country music awards was a pitbull song. Was it? No, 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 granted, granted. Now, to be fair, it, it is a pitiful song featuring uh, Blake Sheldon, but he just does like the chorus. It is a pitbull song, and you listen to it, and you're like, yes, this is pitbull. It just doesn't seem like the best endorsement for the country music awards. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> just just kind of confused me. Yeah, it's pitbull, though, you know? Yeah. Hey, I'd love to have him as a guest on here. I like think I'm gonna win with the, in the with, galaxy. I think I'm gonna win with the sea monster. Okay, you know I could hey I, I can see that happening. I can see them uh, fishing for fish, and then they accidentally come across a sea monster, and we're both right. You know, because man, that's the, that's the point of the episode. You know, they're like grief cargo is like Mando. You need to chill. Like you've been so stressed out. You know, go go fishing. Go find the Quarren. They're nice people. They'll take you on a fishing retreat. You'll forget all. It'll be relaxing. Uh, you'll you'll forget all your stresses. It'll just be a chill time. You should go do that. But of course, because it's Mando, it isn't really relaxing. So we have the monster experience. I think that's fair. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Uh, can I get an E for effort <laughs> at least? <laughs> yes, I'll give you. I'll give you an A. All right. No, I want an E. For effort, no. E is like you know, no. That that's uh, it's not an F. It's not an F. But did you guys do that in school? We had A through no. Fs, and then we had E S and U for like your your attitude. No, nah, I was just A through F. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I, we're we're almost done here. Do we have any other predictions, thoughts, wild theories? I mean. I kind of gave you one on a silver platter, and you still haven't even said it yet. 
which is what? Ahsoka riding into the scene on an ad at no, like a horse. I don't want any more. Ad- I'm over ad ads. Whoa, breaking I'm kidding. News. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> I don't want to see broke down ad ads, and I don't want to see anything else. I, I have to pick and choose my ad ads. They need to take a little bit of a hibernation for a little bit so that they're more special when you see them again. So no ad ads in season two? Not yet, no. Not not when you not when you have Kanan Jarrus and Rebels like slashing an ad at. Uh, no. Okay. And you have Ray Ray living in one like it's the greatest apartment ever. And then you've got the the leftover clone clone troopers making a special like well, it wasn't an ad at per se, but still. Uh let him let him take a rest. Okay, but what if what if we have Ahsoka and Mandalorian talking to each other by by a cliff? And then out of nowhere, this is the end of episode five. Out of nowhere, Moff Gideon appears over the edge of a cliff, holding the Darksaber ignited. And you're like, whoa, how is he there? That's a cliff. What's going on? And then slowly you realize it's, he's standing on top of an Adat that's walking up the edge of okay, the I'm cliff. Down for that. That, that would work. <laughs> That and that's how that begins. That's the end of episode that five. That would work. Yep. I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. I'm glad that we came up with this. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, it's going to be exciting regardless. I think, it, I think the, the biggest thing for me with season two is that I think this is really going to start broadening the scope. I mean, season one was a huge success, obviously. Everybody who saw it loved it. People who don't really like Star Wars saw it and loved it. I think this is going to really begin to expand the scope of this series and the potential, as we discussed, the potential for them to start introducing other elements that will continually expand the scope, potentially leading us to Mandalore. I think that's really exciting. I think because you have a new audience here to Star Wars with this show... Uh, once you start introducing these other elements, such as potentially maybe Mandalore, uh, if they like that enough, maybe that draws them into Clone Wars when they find out more about that. Or even Ahsoka in Season 2. I mean, you you have a, a new type of audience here. This is arguably the most successful element of Star Wars right now. I, I mean, I, personally, I would say Clone Wars, just by the numbers, was more successful. But as far as mainstream goes, Mandalorian is probably the most successful element of Star Wars at the moment of, of the current era. So you have that potential to bring that audience that you have into other areas of Star Wars content, which they either already are. And so they get hyped when they see it in this, or they aren't there yet and it increases their interest. So there's a lot of potential for this season to not only give itself its future seasons, a lot of nice uh, uh, options for the story and, and growth, but you also have the, the ideas to expand the fan base into other areas of Star Wars where they may not be yet. So we'll see what they do, but I am stoked that we do have confirmed Rosario Dawson to be in here, and we know. Like, like Vanity Fair early on said she was in it to be Ahsoka, and like the only way that it was not going to happen is if uh, Rosario Dawson isn't in the show at all. But now that we have it confirmed that she's in it, there's no way she's not Ahsoka. So Ahsoka is in this show. I mean, I think we already knew that, but it's confirmed, let's be honest. So I think the only other thing that we got to get to before we go then is specifically with Ahsoka. So predictions for her. What kind of reveal does she have? Is it an action scene? And then we find out that it's yes. her when we no, yeah. see her? Yeah. Or, yeah. Is, or, or they, is, is Mando brought to some sort of private area where it's her and she's just like, what, she in, brought to, like, her, her apartment? No. Uh, yeah, or, you know, or uh, uh, does she save them from a sticky situation? And you find out it's her? Like, what, what, what reveal do we have? I think that's possible. I think that's possible. It's, it's an action sequence. I can definitely say that. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that's what I'm going to go with, too. I mean, not, not, to, not to cop out with it, but I feel like that's the easiest uh, scenario to get excited with it and have it work and make sense and all that and yeah you can just have a quick thing i'll say yeah they're in some sort of sticky situation she pops in to help out they've been looking for her 
and they can't find her. And then they're in a sticky situation in the process. She comes in, helps them out, and they're like, oh, look, it's you. And everybody loses their minds and gets excited. It's episode five. All right. Um, so we're good. I think next episode, again, we should hopefully have a trailer coming out, hopefully within a few days at the end of this week. And we can talk about that trailer and the next episode. Maybe we see Ahsoka in it. I don't know. We'll find out. And then the following episode again, we'll see how right we were tonight because we'll have season one. I'm sorry, episode one of season two for The Mandalorian to then discuss. Yep. It's a good time. We're going to start getting more Star Wars content here pretty soon, at least for a little while with season two here. It'll be fun. And uh, I appreciate everybody for going through it with us. And we'll talk about the episodes as they come out. So um, if you have any of your own theories that you'd like to let us know about, even if they're a little more... Uh, colorful, such as our, our Gideon writing in on an ad ad or whatever you got. Um, you can uh, send them to us through a text or a voice message or whatever. If you want to use your phone, let us know at 731-300-2187. Or you can email either of us. You can email me. It's tim at podcast2187.com. Or you can email Mark, which is godzilla at podcast2187.com. Either of those. Yes. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, either of those will work. Uh, or tweet us, which is at podcast two and eight seven. Get the branding here; you can pretty much tell what's going on. So, um, let us know what your ideas are, and we'll find out how accurate they are as we go. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back hopefully with the trailer. 